You're listening to 20-something pod with Gloria Mateo. I'm not a fan of saying goodbye. I actually don't know many people who are. I think it has something to do with being forced to reconcile with the discomfort that comes with leaving the life and person you're familiar with and stepping into the unknown. If there's one thing I know, it's that I'm a professional pleasure seeker. I hate dealing with negative emotions. Goodbyes are especially difficult when they're unexpected. Like most people, I had plans for 2020, milestones I wanted to hit, and moving wasn't one of them. But if there's one thing I've learned this year, it's the importance of being adaptable. Which is why, a few weeks ago, I said goodbye to my home of eight years, a place that defined the most formative parts of my adulthood, Ottawa. For those of you who are confused, allow me to catch you up. My name is Glory, and I am the founder and most frequent host of this podcast. I moved to Ottawa, Canada at the age of 18 to study communications at Carleton University and decided to stay even after I graduated in 2016. My decision to stay came as a surprise to my family, but at the time, I had met and become friends with some of the best people I've ever known, and it just didn't make sense to leave. A few weeks ago, all that changed. As I packed up my things, sold my furniture, and drove away in the back of my parents' car to start my new life in the GTA. Before my final exit, I planned to say goodbye to the people who had been integral to my time in Ottawa. I called it my goodbye tour, as I visited old and new friends, soaking up all the quality time I could get before my departure. The conversations took unexpected turns, as my friends shared stories of the love they've gained and lost since the beginning of the pandemic. In fact, unexpected became the general theme of my last week in Ottawa, as you will later discover. Nonetheless, it was a great final week. And of course, I documented some of my favorite moments for this podcast. So, sit back and relax as we relive some key moments from my final week in Ottawa. We begin with the quintessential 90s baby viewing of a truly iconic moment in pop culture. The Brandy versus Monica versus Battle. The boys mind, the boys mind, the boys mind. By the way, we're not the most gifted singers, so I apologize for the loud, obnoxious, and off-key singing you're about to hear. Even so, it was the perfect way to kick off my final week. Monica's rude, yo. Like, if you're not going to play ball, get off the stage. She's on the song. It's her song. She's literally on the song. Yeah, it's hers. Excuse me, can I please talk to you for a minute? Ooh, coffee as a woman. Familiar. No, no, no. Uh-uh. Is that like something in the chat? Right. You need to <laughs> give it up. Had about enough. Why tell him? It's not hard to see. That boy is mine. I'm sorry that you seem to be confused. After the versus viewing, where I felt even better about being Team Brandy, feel free to fight me in the comments on Instagram if you're Team Monica, I caught up with my friend Aliyah over dinner. We talked about my move and shared some highlights of our friendship thus far. Remember the old, 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 old team night? Benjamin? Or like Bell's Corners? Bell's Corners. Whoa. I remember when I was like new and you, we were just chatting and you were like, I'm turning, <laughs> is it your 21st? Probably. You were like, I want to be in shape by the time I turn 21. <laughs> and I was like, okay. yeah. First of all, <laughs> like, 
good shape, first yeah. of all. You're like, no, I want to be, you're like, I'm turning 21 this year and I want to be ripped. So that's my goal. <laughs> I have like four months. I don't even <laughs> see like, oh, I was just such you're a dreamer, a yellow, wasn't I? A she gave me some much needed advice on how to maintain long distance friendships, having successfully done so multiple times. Another one of my long distance <laughs> friendships. I know, and I never wanted them. I wanted to avoid them as much as possible. That's all. I'm. I swear, I have like a curse. <laughs> really? Like, yeah, a little bit actually. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone leaves. Damn. But so do I. That so. Makes me feel so good. <laughs> no. So do I. <laughs> I'm excited for the challenge of keeping up my friendships. Because mm. I've never. I'm so bad at it. Yeah, same. I've never been good at it, but I've also never had friendships like I do now. Yeah. And I'm also like obviously mature. I think it's also because I feel like with my long distance friends now, it's like sometimes you'll FaceTime each other like twice in a week and text mm. a bunch, and then three months will go by. Right. And you'll be like, hey. And it's just being okay. <laughs> yeah, but it's like it goes both ways. Yeah. I think as long as you have the mutual understanding, and I think you you learn quickly if someone if that's just not going to work, then it just won't work. Right. Because I have friends that I have not stayed in touch with. Mm-hmm. Because it just didn't, it didn't, yeah. it didn't work. Right. Whereas, like, others. Work. I've been long-distance friends with for eight years. I think you were the first person I knew that was, like, had really good friends. To the extent yeah. where they were in your wedding as, like, All bridesmaids. Of yeah. All of them. And, like, and I just was always so, because I'm so bad. Like, yeah. even the other day, my mom was, like... Wow, you don't keep up with anyone from high school. You don't keep up with anyone from Carlton. That was only four years ago, and yeah. I already was like, snip, snip, snip. <laughs> like, I'm so bad at it. Obviously, Do you have, like, one friend from Carlton? I don't have any, no. really. <laughs> like, no one that yeah. I keep in touch with where yeah. I'm like, we're friends. And, and the, I think the ones that will stick will stick. Yeah, and I hope this one sticks. Yeah. Our conversation geared off to her quarantine experience, specifically how quarantine has affected her marriage. Alaya is newlywed. She and her husband, Jordan, got married in a beautiful ceremony on a cliff, I might add, in Newfoundland last summer. They've only been married for a year. And in a time where more couples have broken up than have paired up, it was nice to hear how the quarantine has brought her and Jordan closer. We just have it pretty easy, I feel like. hmm And you're also great friends. Yeah. We just, yeah. Jordan is so, I realized this, I felt a little offended the first time I realized this. Jordan <laughs> will hang out with anyone right at any time unless there's someone who he just finds irritating mm. he will like he loves to just be around any human right any living thing right but any human mm-hmm. i realized this like at the beginning of quarantine i was like did you just marry me because i stuck around like i'm just <laughs> someone to hang out with <laughs> which i know is not true wow but i was like he just does not get sick of me right which I think, in turn, oh, I have that's a like deep, the most romantic thing no, I've I have ever a heard. Deep-rooted fear of being annoying. Like, wow, that's like to so people. cute. Like, I am very careful if I feel like I'm being clingy. I like, I'm right. too. I'm so scared of being annoying. I think because I was the youngest of so twelve cousins, mm-hmm, so right. I was like the annoying tag along. Right. And I've always had older friends. So I've always felt like, like when I was in high school and stuff, I kind of felt like I was a tag along. So I think just knowing that he will never get irritated of me, like he gets irritated. Yeah, like, yeah. Get well, irritated. We're human yeah. beings, but like in general, right. like I don't annoy him, and he enjoys spending time with me. 
makes me like not get annoyed in turn. Like I'm more likely to get annoyed. That's actually one of the cutest things. I actually, I don't know why that just hit me in a way that it hit me. I'm like, oh my God, that's so it's cute. Like, not that many people like that. That's so cute. I left Alaya feeling a bit more prepared for my upcoming move. Hearing stories of how she's managed to protect her long-distance friendships helped alleviate some of the stress I felt about saying goodbye to my friends. After Alaya, I met up with Olivia, an old friend from university. We met in our first year on the ninth floor of Lennox and Addington, better known as our dorm, and she and her roommate Amna shared a bathroom with me and my roommate Hannah. Our floor was called the Nunnery because it was the only all-girls floor in the building. Even though we later bonded over our mutual love of fashion and pop culture, it wasn't exactly love at first sight. Do you remember when I came up to you and I was like, here's the bathroom cleaning schedule? Like, it was like day one. I think it was just like in the calf to yeah. you and Amna. And I was like, because I just, my sister had told me and I had seen mm -hmm. my older sister's horror stories of her like bathrooms being nasty mm -hmm. when she was at university. Right. And I just was panicked. I was like, oh my God, what if they don't clean? And, da -da -da. Mm -hmm. and I just, and I'm not very good at lying. I'm very straightforward. So like, I'll just address it. So remember I like came up to you guys with like a list. I was like, here's like the black bathroom cleaning schedule. And I was like, ready to go. Like, how's what I'm thinking we should do? Like, what do you guys think? And I think it was literally day one. And then one of you would sing very, very loudly in the shower, which it was, it was good singing. I was about Don't to get sing, me wrong. And that could have gone either way. It was good singing, but it was just. We both know how to sing. Yeah. 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 But it was just like. Loud. So loud. Yeah. I honestly, I, I wouldn't be shocked if I was singing in the shower, but obviously again, I wouldn't be shocked if yeah. Hannah was singing in the shower. Yeah. And so at first I think we were like. I think Amna and I were like, I don't know. I don't know how we feel about yeah. them. But then like we started talking and we started like hanging out. Yeah. And then I think slowly it was just like, it became like a very nice arrangement. Yeah. A foursome. Yeah. Um, of 9-11 and 9-12. I asked Olivia to give me some advice on endings and saying goodbye. She'd moved to Canada for school and left her immediate family back in Singapore. So I figured she'd have some nuggets to share. Instead, she told me about a different ending, a different goodbye. One more recent that happened during quarantine. Yeah, I was dating someone for like a year and a half, so it happened a while, but um, we were not together anymore and we decided to do that in July. Wow. Yeah, so that was rough. There's still love there, right. I feel, but I think I think there was like a lot of pressure and I wonder how mm. much COVID had to do like, with it. With that? But it kind of, yeah, it reached a point and so we're, we're fine. It wasn't like a bad ending or anything like that but oh, i'm sorry olivia that's, that's not okay fun. i don't know this is awkward that this suddenly came up in this <laughs> no no that's okay i <laughs> but, mean uh, but yeah no it's fine and so i feel like goodbye has been something that's been quite pertinent mm. in my mind at this point of time and here's the thing though life is so unpredictable right like i feel like some goodbyes are permanent some are temporary right but either way like i I feel like they have their time and place. Mm, right. And and I feel for me that like maybe we just I know in the context of like my relationship with him, I felt like I think we reached a point that we just needed time to ourselves. Right. Like and who knows what'll happen. Like this could be it. This could be Yeah. A pause. Who mm -hmm. knows? But either way I was just reflecting just for myself. <sighs> I think goodbyes often prepare you for the start of something new right and the start of a new chapter i think that with time i think the the bitterness of goodbye often 
is followed by something very sweet. Yeah, I hope so. I hope so. Um, Both for you and for <laughs> yeah. yeah. But I, I think, yeah, goodbyes are, are exciting in that sense because with with goodbyes, I feel like you you make room for, for new things. Mm-hmm. And you said that sort of like exacerbated during COVID. I think so because we, we socially distanced. Right. Um, for like a month and a half. Yeah. So and like so you didn't see him at all. But we, you we did. Talking. We went on like very socially distanced. Oh, not walks. quarantined, right? Yeah, Isn't yeah. that the beginning? Uh, ish. Oh, so y'all like were those June. people they were complaining about? Because you know, at the beginning they were like, these kids are not staying indoors. Okay, but we like we went out, but we socially distanced. No, walked. I'm totally being cheeky. <laughs> I know. Yeah, yeah. But we we socially distanced walked, and I feel like it was good because we saw each other. But I feel like it set like a weird tone. Interesting. In the relationship. It was like a no physical contact kind of mm-hmm. precedent. Right. That I feel like changed the dynamic a little bit. Right. I think set like a, a weird tone. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think things were becoming even more serious. Wow. Yeah. Because, you know, we have been together for a while and I think we have made plans. Like this summer, right. we were supposed to go see my family. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like things were like really. Yeah, heating up. Yeah. In like, Singapore. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And so. Yeah, and I was really close to his family as well. Um, yeah, and so, I mean, it's been rough. Like, the first the first week, I feel like... Yeah. I... It's like... It's awful. Yeah. And yeah. I know, I know. ultimately, home is where I'm at. And, 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 and you know, all my the person th- yeah, and blah, blah, yeah, blah, yeah, blah yeah. Whatever's on your fridge magnet. Yeah, yeah. And <laughs> shout out to powerful women who yeah, yeah. blah, blah, blah. But at the same time, like, I feel like... Like, he... Honestly, like, I felt the most comfortable with him Yeah. than anybody else I've ever been with. Mm. And so, and he, in, in that sense, like, he was my home. Like, he felt right. like my home, you know? Yeah. And so to have that suddenly disappear mm. just feels very uh, traumatic. Coming up, perhaps my most unexpected conversation from my time in Ottawa. My conversation with the paramedics. What's up, guys? Shout out to you if you've made it this far. Uh, So, so far, the stories of this episode have been cute and sentimental, but my last week in Ottawa definitely took an unexpected turn. So stay tuned for that. I just wanted to pop in similar to last week's episode and remind you that this is the final episode of the season. I know I can't even believe it myself. It's crazy. It's wild. But we're here at the final episode of the season. Be sure to follow the podcast on Instagram if you haven't yet. You can reach us at 20somethingpod. It's the same spelling as when you see on your platform of choice. I'm excited for season three, which most likely I'll tell you now won't be till the new year. I'm also working on a rebrand. I'll be changing the name of the podcast. So stay tuned for that as well. Okay, let's finish this up. Whoa. What up? Let me see your fist. Look at me. Can't really. <laughs> I look tired. Olivia was my last stop of my sentimental goodbyes. For my last few days, I'd planned to hang out with my closest friends and finally try one of those electric scooters I was seeing everywhere. For those of you who can't picture it, the scooters are activated by scanning a QR code on your phone. And each scooter comes with a brake and a sort of gas pedal that allows you to accelerate and or slow down. Now, I'm not naturally athletic, but I am very stubborn. So it came as no surprise to me when... I fell. As soon as I fell, I knew my knee was hurt. There are certain sounds that trigger in your brain that something is wrong. And for me, it was the sound of my knee twisting and cracking. 
It hurt like a bitch. And I screamed like one, too. After the initial shock wore off, I figured I could snap it back in and everyone could continue riding their scooters. Like I said, I'm stubborn. But a friend of mine, the only one present with a healthcare background, suggested we wait for the paramedics. And thank God she did. So let's get an x-ray. Yeah, for the left knee. That's yeah. Hurt. yeah. All right, so I would like you to come and lie down on the bed. Okay. I'll move this one out of the way. Give you a little bit more room here. Oh, if it lets me. There you go. Uh, oh. Do you want me to hold these? If you don't mind. Yeah, no problem. Thanks. Do you need a hand? Yeah, I might. Perfect, yeah, just turn towards me. Great. Yeah. Just move this out of the way here. The other way, so head on the pillow. Okay. <laughs> I know it's not much of a pillow, but. No, it's all good. Do you need a hand with the leg? There we go. Okay. So the pants, I can't have them like this because they're kind of bunchy. Okay. And they'll show up in your knee and look all weird. Okay. So our options are, we take the pants off, I give you a gown, or just cover you with like a towel or something. How thick are your sweatpants? Yeah, they're gonna show. Yeah. Sorry, I thought they were, can they even go up higher? Probably not, eh? Uh -huh. Nice and straight like that. Did you have a fall? Is this what happened? Yeah, I was riding the bird auto scooters. Okay, yeah. And I was supposed to like, I was trying to turn because I was going towards like the ledge area okay. and I was trying to turn but I accidentally hit the accelerator Oh! and it accelerated and I fell. This is so uncomfortable. I know. I'm going to run and take that x-ray. Oh, so try and hold that nice and still. Okay. And I'm going to run and go take that. I literally moved in two days. Oh no. Yeah. That was just like a last hurrah with my friends and I ruined their freaking day. <gasps> and you moved. And I Yeah. Like, I'm like, I was almost out of here. No <laughs> I bruises. Almost made it. I almost made it. Just back up a little. Oh my God. Okay. Yeah. What followed was even more x rays, a CT scan, and an MRI, all of which told me one thing my knee was broken, and I would need crutches and surgery to get it back to normal. As you can imagine, things escalated quite quickly. I left the next morning, even though I had originally planned to stay two extra days. And just like that, in the most unexpected way, I said goodbye to Ottawa. If you've been waiting for a large tie-in to a bigger idea about life, you're not gonna get it. You see, all season, I have interviewed different people about everything I can think of. I interviewed people about their dating experiences. I felt like a catfish. Stop it. <laughs> you know, I was actually telling Gloria earlier, I was like, I feel like, you know, on like those websites, you put your best photos right so you're like yo like i'm actually sweet and then and you're like if you're like yo i actually see like this or <laughs> i'm just good at editing my photos <laughs> i interviewed people about the racism they've experienced in canada i had one guy tell me uh he was uh looking into policing after his career here at the at the detention center and uh he sort of talked about the procedures and, and how uh, uh, future police officers, are, they ought to do um, an eye exam. And if you're colorblind, they'll accommodate that because uh, an eye exam is, is quite important when it comes into looking into policing. Right. And he said a comment saying, um, well, as far as colorblind, like I can be colorblind and, uh, and be a police officer. And I said, well, why do you say that? And he said, well, most of the suspects are black. So. Oh, that I wouldn't can't. be an issue for me. And he said it 
with a smile on his face. I even had my first guest producer on to talk about the creative process. My name is Ebony Walker. Now, if you're wondering why I'm on the mic hosting this episode, allow me to explain. One day, Glory texted me. She said, I have an idea, but you can say no. I said, tell me. Every step of the way, I asked my guests to be vulnerable in sharing their stories. So I felt only right that I hold myself to the same standard for this episode as I told the story of my final few days in Ottawa. If I haven't said it before, thank you so much from the bottom of my heart for sticking with me through this season. Thank you to my guests, my incredible editor and Catherine Desomay, and you guys, the listeners, for allowing me to share a side of millennials I've always known but barely heard anywhere else. We're just getting started, and I cannot wait to tell even more stories when we return for season three in the new year. To my friends, you know exactly who you are. Ottawa got 10 times better when I met you. Thanks for sticking with me through this whole thing. Thank you guys so much for listening. And as always, I'll catch you on the next one.